Hello. What's hot? Hey, Judge Janine. Things are not going so great. I'm really feeling down. I could really use a pep talk. Well, Mr. President, you've come to the right place. Who's my special, beautiful boy? I am. Who makes every woman's eyes pop out of her skull and go, Awooga! I do. Damn right you do, because you've got dumps like a truck, truck, and thighs like what, what? Thanks. I really needed that. This whistleblower thing just, it just won't go away. Well, if you really want someone to go away, you know who to call. Right, that's genius. I'll call him right now. Hello? Yes, is this Ray Donovan? Excuse me? Ray Donovan, the fixer? The guy who takes care of stuff? Wink, wink. Uh, I told you, Mr. President, uh, Ray Donovan's a fictional character. I'm Liev Schreiber, the actor. Oh. Of course, right, I knew that. But if you can't do it, can you connect me with John Wick? He's fake. He's fake, too, Mr. Oh, President. Okay. What about Liam Neeson? Le- oh, actually, Liam might do it. Fine, that's good. <laughs> I'll get him problem solved and live, live from, New, from York, New York. It's, it's Saturday, Saturday night. night. It's Saturday Night Live. Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing SNL's season 45 premiere with host Woody Harrelson and musical guest Billie Eilish. I'm John Murray, and I'm joined this week by comedy aficionado and generally affable bloke, Steve Finn. If you'd like to connect with either of us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy the following selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to hear our full, hour-long, sketch-by-sketch review, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive access to our full-length ad-free episodes, as well as many other exciting member rewards. It's listener support that makes our cast possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. To get our full-length episodes, go to patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. All right. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, Woody Harrelson. Okay, so let's kick things off with a little bit of a news roundup, because a few news items dropped after we recorded last Sunday. SNL announced that Heidi Gardner and Chris Redd are now officially repertory players going into season 45. Very well deserved. Mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid of Heidi and Chris getting chopped. They had some of the best first two years you could ask for from new cast members. Mm -hmm. Really, really good start to their career. You know, it's only natural to see see them get that big R next to their name. Yep. It's just comforting to know that they've been sealed in and we're going to get more Heidi and Chris for the next few years. Yep. Yeah. I don't think this is much of a surprise to anyone that follows the show closely. Like I think everyone was calling it at the end of last season. You're right. They both had really good runs as featured players. Um, Lots of screen time, lots of characters. Chris Red got Kanye. Heidi Gardner has been dominating at the weekend update desk. So they're they're both carving out their niche. They're both showing that they're valuable to the show. And obviously, you know, you're two years in, that's usually when the show's gonna make the call. And uh yeah, they gave him an attaboy and said, Yep, you're doing well. Let's uh let's keep this train rolling. Yeah. And uh I'm happy. Obviously, you know, 
everyone knows I love Heidi and I think Chris is doing really great. And, uh, I think that they are great additions to the core of the show. So as we see the the show evolve over the next few years, it's nice to know that they're going to be right there in the mix and, uh, you know, probably leading the way and, uh, carving a new path for the show in a lot of ways too. So I'm very happy that they're probably going to be there the full run and I can't wait to see what else they turn out over the next few seasons. Here, here. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, a couple program notes before we jump into the recap. For anyone who was enjoying Mike Bloom and Mario Lanza's month in review recap episodes, moving forward, Mike Bloom is stepping out because he's off on a deserted island somewhere, uh, learning how to make fire from coconut husks with uh, Boston Rob, I believe. Uh, however, Mario Lanza is going to be sticking around and he's bringing in a lady, Joni Newman to take over the, the month in review with him. Uh, so they're going to plug forward. We are going to continue to do the month in review one week after uh, SNL goes on hiatus, but we're going to have some new voices in the fray and a female voice, which is something that I think is often sorely lacking <laughs> in our coverage of SNL. So uh, I'd like to welcome Joni and uh, Mario is always feisty and provocative in his analysis of the show. So uh, I'm glad to have both of their voices in the mix for uh, season 45. Yeah, it's uh Bittersweet. Nice to have new talent into the mix, but uh, we'll uh, we'll miss Mike as well. Yeah. Well, Mike Bloom's doing okay. He's got a, a kid to think about now, so that's taken up some of his time. Uh, but his uh, opportunities that are opening up with his coverage of reality TV has really taken off the last year. So he's got good things cooking, and he's turning out some really good stuff with the Rob has a podcast side of his things and with the, the Hollywood reporter and uh, other things that, that he's got on his plate. So he's got more important things to focus on than, than our silly little podcast. And I wish him well, because uh, I, well, as a survivor fan myself, I really enjoy his coverage and I think it's great that uh, he's kind of taken all that to the next level. So good riddance, Mike Bloom, you will be missed. Yes. Happy trails. Okay. And finally, before we jump into the recap, I just want to take a moment to thank some of our newest patrons and also a few of our longtime patrons who have generously increased their pledge. My thanks to Carissa Eubank of Phoenix, Arizona, Manette Marady of New York, New York, Darren O'Toole from Philadelphia, PA, Justin Gardner from my best friends forever collage, and Darren and Evan of the Virgin Chronicles podcast. To all of our patrons, thank you so very, very much for your support. Thanks, guys. We get Keenan Thompson as Dave Big Poppy Ortiz back to discuss getting shot. What'd you think of this? Uh, it was uh, kind of funny to take such a positive, happy character who had in real life, you know, this really tragic thing happened to him. Right. And then continue to do that same character uh, with only minimal reference. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's still very happy. He's still very jovial and, uh, you know, fun loving. Right. But he'll be honest. See, he did not have a good summer. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I don't want to say that it was a, you know, a blessing in disguise because kind of sucks to get shot and I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but SNL was able to take that and use it in contrast to what they've already established to great comedy. Yep. You know, they accept that challenge of bringing back big poppy at the risk of it being too old mm-hmm. um, and finding new things to do with it. It seems now that the, the whole thing is to try and catch you off guard with the list of Dominican food. Cause you know, it's <laughs> going to come right. So now the, the challenge seems to be throwing it at you before you're able yes. to get ready for it. 
Yeah, it's where are they going to insert it and how are they going to take that joke and turn it on its head? And that's exactly why this felt fresh is that yeah. they took all the beats that we know from a previous outing, but because we're hanging it on a totally different scenario when they use all of those classic beats, but it's in the context of, you know, a Dominican hospital, I uh, can't get medicine there, but you can get my fungo <laughs> like that. All of a sudden, <laughs> uh, a stale joke becomes wickedly funny. Uh, and that, that was my, well, that was my one note on it. I thought good for them for taking all of the beats that we know from big poppy and using them in a new context that makes it all feel fresh again. And that all applaud. That was the right way to run at it because we've seen so much big poppy that if it had been more standard fare and all we were really getting out of it was fun puns for, you know, his sponsors or whatever, that's not going to get you as much mileage as what they did. So good on them. I thought this was pretty sharp, pretty good. Absolutely. The Talking Heads on Inside the Beltway review Trump's past indiscretions. Obviously, there was a bit of a technical snafu at one point that sort of derailed this, but why don't we talk about this sketch as though it actually kind of unfolded the way that maybe they were hoping? You know, was there anything here other than just the the joy of kind of watching 80 break down? Uh, That was joyful. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very severe break. Haven't seen a break like that. outside of dress rehearsals right but aside from that you know there's maybe a little bit of an oversaturation in politics at this point right it's not that it's not welcome but uh this is not a sketch that's going to be talked about as saying anything new okay so we might be laughing but we're not having a new conversation because of it okay all right i think i felt a little different because my feeling on this is it isn't so much a discussion of politics as just really goofing on the idea that sometimes when you're sitting around with your peers, there's one guy that can just kind of cut through the noise and is just like, I'm going to give it to you straight. I don't care how you take it. I'm just going to, you know, lay bare the truth of this situation. You've got all these people like drunk on the idea that we're finally going to get Trump. And he's saying, no, 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 no. For three (laughs) years, you guys have been reading the same script. It ain't going to happen. And, you know, when that just kind of like brutal honesty can just be dropped on the conversation, I think it's a, it's a funny thing that, that Keenan is really good at selling. So to me, this, this really just kind of held together because of that. You get basically two people cheerleading, one person, no nonsense, two people cheerleading, one person, no nonsense. The fact that they tried to uh, jump through time and revisit past clips and do that in real time with all the wardrobe changes. That's just more fun for the audience to be able to see that in real time. So I think they were just shooting to have a lot of fun with something that was kind of goofy and thin on its own, but in the house, it's going to be really, really exciting to see that happen in the moment. Unfortunately, they didn't quite pull it off though. We could debate whether the breaking gave you the returns that maybe they were going for anyway. So, um, I guess my bottom line, at least on the sketch part of it is I actually thought it was pretty fun and I would have liked to see a version of the sketch that did hold together because I, I feel like you know, the back and forth with uh, Keenan and Cecily and 80, uh, that to me was working just fine. I could have had fun with just that. Had a lot of fun with the breaking too. I, I think it's really fun that um, poor Audrey 80s um, floor dresser. Um, <laughs> she, she comes out, uh, you know, following direction. She's ushered out there. Obviously she's not screwing up. She's doing her job. She doesn't know that the camera is still in a wide shot and 80 has to just like shoo her off the stage and she just kind of has to sheepishly back off. And it's just like, Oh geez, live TV at its best. <laughs> oh yeah. So even though I was enjoying the sketch for what it was, when 
a snafu happens that's that delicious, I'm all in because that to me is quintessential SNL in its own right, too. So I'm applauding this from all sides. Screw ups and sketch. I think it was all a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, I was curious as to what happened there. Was her dresser sent out at the wrong time? Did Audrey herself think that she was supposed to be going out? No, it was definitely a direction misstep. Yeah. Because Audrey's not going to run out until she gets the the arm wave from the person coordinating the scene who's out in front of the scene. So yeah. she got cued in. You know, now's your chance. 80s off screen. Go get her jacket. Like that's that's the direction she's given. She goes out to do it. She comes on screen and 80 is not responding like she hasn't moved out of her chair she hasn't stood up she hasn't done anything and so in the moment audrey has to like mentally think okay wait a minute 80's not doing what i'm expecting her to be doing right now should i back away or should i go for it and she's caught between those two thoughts and she just kind of sheepishly pause at 80 like we doing this <laughs> and 80's there with her 80's like okay do i raise my arms to let her take off my jacket or? 80 80 looks forward at that point she understands she's on screen and so she shoes her off she's like no 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 like, like, get gone. I'm still on screen. So this is not 80. This is not Audrey. This is very much a disconnect between what camera shot they're supposed to be on and what the floor direction is for all of the, you know, support personnel. Right. So yeah, you, you can't fault anyone in the scene or even Audrey and her first on-screen cameo. Yeah, this, this was just, again, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't come together. Uh, and I don't think they fixed it. I think they, they realized that this was so delicious that they put it out, you know, uh, web broadcast and online and stuff as is. So I think the, the whole world's going to get to see this delicious mess for, for what it was. Perfect. Yeah. Let's talk moment of the night. I'm partial to the Cheeto dust explosion. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great little moment. It was the moment we were all waiting for something to go wrong and it finally did happen. And when it did, it was spectacular. Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, this was, this was definitely a, a great moment for the show. And that was the part of the show where I was like, you know what? This is why I missed this show over the summer. Okay. Moments like this. Very good. There is a moment in the CNN impeachment town hall where, um, Biden delivers the line. I'm like plastic straws. I've been around forever. I always work. And now you're mad at me. And when that line dropped, it got a big laugh. Like that was a very successful joke. Woody Harrelson stung it just right. But I have to applaud the writing. That is a very, very well-crafted joke. So, um, high marks to, I pretty sure Sudi green came up with that one. Yeah. So yeah, quality writing, but in case it wasn't Sudie Green, I just want to say that um, she worked on that along with Colin Jost and uh, Neil Brennan stopped by for an assist on that one, too. So whoever came up with that line, I'm pretty sure it was Sudie, but hey, high marks. I just thought that was well-crafted and uh, it, it just worked so well for Woody Harrelson's take on uh, Biden. It just, yeah, great moment. Great job. We're sending you a box of straws. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, just use them in moderation. You don't want to get on the straws. Don't get, yeah. you don't have to have an intervention. <laughs> okay. Best sketch. Yeah. I think sun's out in Nevada. Okay. Was my favorite. Uh, just really enjoyed the ride and they played with my emotions just as I thought they would. And they twisted the knife in a way that caught me off guard for something that I thought, you know, I've seen every, uh, every version of. So mm. it's, it's great to see this kind of formula play out to new laughs and, and go new directions. 
absolutely 100% agree. This is a much better crafted sketch than you realize on first watch. It's quick, yeah. it's efficient, the characters are well drawn and perfectly performed. You're not going to find a misbeat in this one. This one just really, really sung. So yeah, high marks. It's just one that came together so perfectly and it, it really had a solid foundation to hang everything on. I can't knock it. I, I thought it was great. Yep. So it's agreed. Beautiful. MVP. Yeah. Tonight I'm giving it to Keenan. Okay. It's not just because I love Big Poppy so much. I mean, it's partially because I love Big Poppy so much, but he kind of steered the boat with so many sketches. Uh, he was he was uh, one of the best parts of the football sketch. Mm-hmm. Just his reactions are always the best. And, you know, the, the punchlines that he was uh, delivering for for the inside the beltway. Right. The cutting back to previous bits about Trump was, uh, was a great sketch as well. So yeah, Keenan was my favorite of the night. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that is a solid choice. If there was anyone who was going toe to toe with Keenan for uh solid support and just keeping sketches together, I think I'm going with Cecily for a lot of the same reasons. She was ever present in a lot of the material and she's a grounding force. Anything that she's in, she's, she's delivering competently. A lot of times she's like the moderator or she's the, the voice of reason or the reporter, whatever it is who has to be incredulous and, and just frustrated in the scene. And she always sells that so well. Uh, yeah. Cecily's my girl tonight. She was my runner up. Excellent. On a scale of classic, great, decent week or train wreck. How would you rate this episode? I would put it on a decent. Yep. Okay. Because I was very happy to see everyone again. Definitely was happy to see my first impressions of the new cast members. Mm-hmm. There was just a little bit too much uh, Trump. There was a little <laughs> sure. bit too much political uh, uh, material. And I'm not saying that it has no place on the show. Uh, it just was a little bit of an oversaturation. So kind of uh, affected my enjoyment overall. But uh, decent is nothing to shy away from. It's yeah. definitely not a bad rating. So I think it's fair. Yep. Uh, I think you're right. And I'm going with decent too for similar reasons. But a, a couple things that I just want to qualify that with. This is a season premiere after a summer off. We expect there to be a little bit of rustiness, some cobwebs to shake off. You know, just we don't expect people to be totally ramped up and on top of their their game. Um, so while we saw some production snafus that maybe wouldn't happen, you know, once everyone's in the groove. Um, I was surprised at how good the majority of the writing was. We didn't have a train wreck sketch tonight. We didn't have a bottom out moment, like where everyone's just totally abandoning a sketch and just cutting their losses. And there was no time where I felt like the audience had given up on anything. So I was really surprised at how good of an energy this maintained all the way to the end. And I was surprised that a lot of the goofier lighthearted fare felt so competently written. So it had a lot working for it. The only problem was, like you mentioned, to me, the front half was really, really heavy because we had so many sprawling, you know, political outings that can only go so far with me. So I feel like that weighed it down. Weekend update, which sometimes is really a tent pole that really like brings the show up and everything just is kind of second fiddle to what they turn out on weekend update. It wasn't that this week. It was just a very short, efficient weekend update, which was perfectly good, but nothing that you can point at and say this, this broke the mold. This was groundbreaking or, you know, we really had some like fun, fresh, exciting new features or anything on it. So we had a ton of really, really competent material and nothing that ever veered into the bad territory, but really heavy front end, a lot of 
politics and nothing that really ascended. You know, we didn't have a lot of classic stuff. So uh, for me, that means that this was a really, really good episode, but not a really, really great episode. So decent for me. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds reasonable. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Very good. That's a cast. Thanks to my guest, Steve Finn. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Aaron and Trader, Neil Weinstein, and Darren O'Toole. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever app you prefer to listen on. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Phoebe Waller-Bridge and musical guest Taylor Swift. But until then, this has been episode number 86 of the Saturday Night Live After Party podcast. I'm John Murray. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Thanks to Billy. Okay, now we'll go to Vice President Biden. Look, I'm like plastic straws. I've been around forever. I've always worked. But now you're mad at me? (laughs) Drink up, America. In closing, I'd like to just say one more time, Barack.